0: Welcome to What To Do When, the podcast that you can turn to whenever you want to get unstuck. I'm Kathleen, I'm your host, and I'll be your trusted guide, your coach, and your friend through all of life's trickiest moments. Each episode, myself and guest experts will be tackling the real, raw, and relatable challenges that life tends to throw your way. Together, we're going to be navigating actually how to do the inner work, equipping you with the tools to empower yourself and to create the life that you've always envisioned. So if you've been feeling stuck with something in your life, submit your question via the link in the show notes, and we could be diving into your question in the next episode. Let's dive in. Hello, my friends. I want to welcome you into today's episode By first just letting you know, there is a big storm, a brewing where I'm recording this right now. I just heard some crazy thunder before and I may be hearing some again. So if you hear some thunder and some lightning throughout this episode, just know that this is the universe getting a bit spicy with us. But today, before we dive in, I want to quickly remind you of the amazing emotional processing workshop that I'm going to be running in about a week's time. If you are someone that feels regularly quite overwhelmed by their emotions, or perhaps you have just learned to avoid them altogether because it's too hard to deal with, and you've maybe put off starting this part of your healing journey for a long time, and you want to learn how to safely feel, process, and express your emotions so that you can kind of let go of the past, start to move on, and start to be more of who you really are, if you want to deepen that felt sense of connection to who you are, to your heart, to your authenticity, if you want to know and understand yourself more, if you're ready to dive deep into discovering the emotional will that exists within you, the Emotional Processing Mastery Workshop is going to be something that's going to be pretty incredible for you. The reason that I am actually launching and running this workshop for the first time is because I've really started to notice a pattern emerging in my connection calls with potential clients and also in my first sessions with clients. And a lot of this time, we're actually going over these skills of learning how to feel and process your emotions. And so I thought, why not teach this to people? Obviously, people are coming into their healing journey missing this information like I was, like probably you are, and so many more where you just simply were not taught how to feel. You were not taught, how do I actually sit there and process the big feelings that I have inside my body? And so this workshop aims to do this for you. What you can expect is to learn how to do self-work. So this is about not being coached and going through a bunch of stuff, which we will be doing a portion of, but what it's primarily about is learning the tools and the practices and the resources that you can do within yourself in every moment of every day. Because emotions and feelings, they're unavoidable in this life. As much as sometimes I wish that we didn't have to deal with overwhelm or sadness or pain or even happiness and joy, we're always going to have this as part of being human. And the most amazing thing that you can do for yourself, for your younger self, for your inner child, for your future children, for your current children, for your future current, or whoever it is, partner, for your family and for you, is to learn these skills. So this is what I'm teaching inside this workshop. It's going to be amazing. I'd love to see you there. And I've got a cheeky special for all of you amazing podcast listeners. So you can grab a ticket to that workshop for $33. And I'm going to be running two different live sessions at different times. As I know, there's a lot of people from all corners of the globe that are listening into this podcast. Um, And I'd love to have you joining us there live. If you can't join us live, there is going to be a copy of the recording. So if you purchase any one of the times, you will get a copy of the recording sent to you when it's finished. All right, so let's dive in now to today's episode, which I'm super excited to go into. And I wrote up so much stuff about it. And I'm really leaning in today into a practical exercise. So this is taking you through the exercise that I do and that I give my clients and walk them and guide them through when you're overthinking. So this episode is for all of my overthinking people, all my slightly anxious people that lean into overthinking constantly, and that can sometimes feel frustrated that you keep doing it. So this is what to do when you can't stop overthinking. And now this is a really special episode because it really is a coaching episode. Just so you know, you're here right now listening to this, and I'm going to walk you through questions as if you were my client. And this will be such a beautiful indication for any of you who are thinking about joining coaching or working together or even joining this workshop of how I work with my clients and the modalities that I use. The reason I want to do this episode in this way is because overthinking is hard. Overthinking leads us into this death-destroying spiral that sometimes it feels like you can't get out of. And I really know this from personal experience, And how much it just heightens maybe already existing anxiety. And how frustrating and overwhelming it can feel to be stuck in one of those negative loops where you're overthinking something over and over again. So let's break down overthinking and then I'm going to walk you through an exercise where you're going to explore and discover the parts of you that overthink, what's really going on, and how you can help and heal. So let's go. So we overthink the past Or we overthink the future. Basically, we tend to overthink all of the things that we don't have control over. All of the things that we can't change right now, those are the things that you might find yourself overthinking. It could be past breakups. It could be overthinking and having these conversations with people in your head that you wish you had when something happened but you didn't quite get to have it. It could be friendships ending from the past that you're just continually overthinking could be these moments in time, could be speaking up at a meeting, could be when the other day I found myself overthinking for literally the whole day. I drove past someone and I started to wind down my window and they they didn't, so I kept going. And then they started to wind down their window, but I had kept going and I found myself overthinking that the entire day. And it was so interesting and slightly hilarious, but we often find ourselves overthinking things that have already happened that we can't change or we find ourselves overthinking the future. And whether these are events in the future that are going to happen, that, have, that are certain that are going to happen, or events that potentially might happen, they're all these things that we don't have control over. We overthink things we have zero control over. So think about right now, what have you been overthinking recently? What has drawn you to the title of this episode? Think about it. Do you have any control over the outcome of that situation right now? The answer is usually no. And the reason for this is it's all about unfocused fear, anxiety, worries. And overthinking often, not always, but often can be an attempt to gain a sense of control over an uncontrollable situation. Overthinking can be a habitual learned pattern. Overthinking can even be a learned coping mechanism to distract you from something that's even more painful. And this is what, when I googled it, I'm going to read you what Google said about overthinking. I think it's quite true. Overthinking people may spend a lot of their time fixated on past or future events. They may often go over conversations that they've had or have not yet happened in their minds to analyse what they said, how they said it, or to plan what they might say. And what we get from this, and when I think back to all of my overthinking experiences, going into the shower, overthinking my entire day and all my interactions, I usually find myself having conversations that I wish I'd had or doing something slightly differently. And when I start to overthink the future, when I start to overthink things that might happen or that I want to happen, when I'm overthinking these things, it's usually because there's an underlying level of anxiety or fear. There's a worry of some sort that's just ruminating. And often, the overthinking can distract us from the worry or the fear, from the root of it entirely. It can actually be quite, if, you, if you're someone who overthinks a lot, and this might sound funny, but overthinking can actually be quite soothing to the brain because it's a pattern that you've learned. It's something you do over and over and over again. And remember, your brain loves to do things over and over again. Your brain loves to do this because it feels a sense of comfort when it does. And I invite you at the moment to take a bit of a different stance with overthinking. And my journey with overthinking has been long and at times rough. And I feel like I've been someone that has been stuck overthinking since I was super young. And I really do think that it was linked to anxiety and that it's become almost a behavior to help me when I'm feeling anxious. It's like my brain almost tends to think that I'm with the overthinking of it, I'm actually doing something about it. When in reality, I actually have no control over the situation whatsoever, either because it's already happened or because it's in the future and I can't control that. However, in my journey with overthinking and healing, I've actually discovered that my overthinking and the parts of me that overthink have a lot of wisdom inside of them. And when I do this exercise that I'm about to take you through, I find so much wisdom in my overthinking. And I never thought that I would say that. I always used to feel that overthinking was something really frustrating and useless and stupid and that it was just silly that I was doing it. But when I've done this exercise, there's there's things that I've found inside of it I've found that when I overthink the past, when I am in the shower or late at night and I'm having conversations with ex-partners or ex-friends or even a colleague, this overthinking of the past, it usually comes from a sense of incompleteness or inauthenticity. There's often something or somewhere that I may have betrayed myself and my truth. There's something that I wish that I might have done differently. And often that tends to bring up for me all of these emotions of frustration and guilt and sadness that I usually don't want to feel or acknowledge. So it makes sense that I would choose or my brain would choose to engage in the habit of overthinking and ruminating and analyzing things and having these made-up conversations with people than it does to actually sit there and feel the frustration, the guilt, the sadness or the pain from these events that have already happened. And boy, oh boy, does this start to really make sense because we know that our brains and our bodies, all of our humanity is often about avoiding discomfort. It makes sense that we would find ways in our psyche to avoid the emotion of sadness or pain or frustration or guilt. And I wonder if overthinking is usually a symptom of this emotional avoidance. And you know I love talking about emotional avoidance. Now, switching gears to overthinking the future. I think overthinking the future often comes down to fear. Fear of some of the core human needs not being met. Fear of abandonment, rejection, change. Fear of not being accepted. Fear of doing something wrong. Fear of maybe not having something happen the way you wanted to. Fear of embarrassing yourself. Fear of being seen as stupid or ugly or someone who doesn't know their shit. And when it comes down to that stuff, we really start to see that it can often be a social fears, fears of being cut off from other people, of being judged, of being ridiculed, of being told that we aren't good enough, of feeling separated from other people. And I think this really comes down to that sense of community and connection that's built into all of us as human beings. Sometimes our brains tend to overthink the future and overthink scenarios in order to try and prepare you to not have that event happen, to not have it go down a way that maybe it went down in the past. And I think this is where overthinking the past and overthinking the future, they often have common links. When you find yourself overthinking a future event, sometimes it can actually bring up an event from the past where you did something wrong or you got embarrassed or it didn't end well. And as a result of this, your brain can tend to engage in that behavior of overthinking to try and get you to do something differently. And this is where I actually love going into, what the fuck am I overthinking about? To speaking to the part of me that overthinks things. Understanding what is at the root of this. Your overthinking, it has wisdom inside of it. It has something in there, some piece of intuition, some emotional message that you get to know that you get to understand yourself on a deeper level by exploring and it's by doing this exercise that I'm going to walk you through now that I regularly do with myself because I'm a person that tends to overthink things from time to time and maybe you are too so I want to take you through this exercise but first I'm just going to give you a little story time for me I often find myself overthinking the past in particular, it's the final moments of relationships that have ended. And it's usually, and when I, when I look at all the things that I tend to overthink, and for me, I find myself overthinking in bed late at night. And it often takes the form of conversations that I'm having that are different. The common themes that I have, I've had probably three significant relationships that ended, that caused a lot of pain and emotional turmoil for me where I tend to overthink them even to this day. And I replay those final moments in my head and I find myself having these conversations. And the common themes are that there's things that I wish I did differently. There's things that I wanted to say, but I simply couldn't find the words at the time. There's things that I now know about either the situation or myself or relationships or new perspectives that I have that I wish I could go back in time and tell my past self so she wasn't in such pain she wasn't acting the way that she was. There's often things that I'm saying where I'm standing up for myself when I was being treated a bit shittily. There's often things that I'm saying how I really feel. And there's things where I'm saying what I really wanted. There's particular a moment that I'm thinking of right now where it's this this conversation that we were having where our relationship was ending and he was wanting to break things off. He was wanting to end things. And I kind of just went passive. I nodded along and I kind of shut down. And I was basically like, cool, well, if you don't want this, then you don't want me. You don't want us to be together if you don't know what you want. He specifically said to me, came to me after this period of where he, he treated me like garbage and I let him and I just, put up with it and didn't say anything and then he came to me and said I don't know what I want anymore and I got super super hit it and I completely shut down and I was like well if you don't want this now what did I say I said if you don't know what you want then you obviously don't want me so that was the situation that had happened you can see and I can even feel now in my body my walls went up baby I shut down I was so So, 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 and this is what I can see now, so petrified of being rejected, of being hurt, of feeling that abandonment wound get triggered again, that I completely shut down, I put up my walls again, and I was like, no. And when I overthink this moment, and this probably comes up at least once a year, even though this relationship happened when I was like 21, I often go back to this moment where he came to me, I think, in a moment of vulnerability and instead of being curious and asking him what he wanted, I got defensive. I shut down and I just was like, cool, get out, leave, we're done. And I look back and overthink that moment. And in that moment, I say a lot of stuff to him, right? There's all these things that I say to him. Sometimes it comes from the curiosity and I say, you know, what what's going on? I don't understand. And I imagine us having this conversation And then sometimes I say things where I stick up for myself. I say, hey, the way that you were treating me for the last couple of weeks, that wasn't okay. I didn't appreciate that. And I'll have all these really, really random little like tangents of conversation about so many different things. So sometimes when I look at this, I see all these common themes. I see that part of the reason why I'm overthinking is I'm processing, especially when it comes to the past. I'm processing what happened. I'm processing what I know now and what I would do differently. I'm processing my feelings and emotions. I'm processing what felt right and what felt wrong to me. And I'm actually going into the past and I'm changing some of those moments inside my brain. I'm supporting myself in different ways. I'm showing up the way that I want to show up as my authentic version of myself rather than getting shut down and defensive. I'm sticking up for myself when I was not being treated well. And I think that's really interesting when we look at what we're actually overthinking, when we can look into it and see those common themes. And then if I flash forward to when I'm overthinking the future, when I overthink the future, it's usually to do with scenarios and situations that are all about how other people are going to react and how they might feel or respond to me. I'll often overthink things where I have been brave and courageous and set a boundary with someone and I'm really fucking terrified so my brain will go on a tangent of 20 things that they might say or might do and in these moments I can really see that my brain is trying to prepare me it's trying to prepare me for all the situations that could happen and it's so interesting to look at overthinking from this lens instead of being frustrated at this behaviour there are so many reasons why you're overthinking and I really want you in this episode to start changing how you feel about the part of you that overthinks and that behavior. I just wrote down here to say to you and remind you that imagine if all of the things that you were overthinking, that there was an intuitive message inside of it, that there was something within that act of overthinking that you needed to discover in order to either move on, to let go of something or to find something true about yourself. Imagine, imagine if that's how we thought overthinking was going instead of being so judgmental about it. And I know that overthinking can lead us into this anxious feeling and anxious state, and that's because we're trying to control the uncontrollable. And this is what I want us to work on today in the exercise. So let's dive into the live coaching portion of this episode. Step one, and again, don't be put off by us doing an exercise. This is fucking fantastic for you to do here on a podcast because it's very low risk. You can switch this off whenever you need to. And I know that's not great for my ratings, but you truly can. You're in full control of this experience. You can switch off the episode and take a break whenever you need to. And you can distract yourself if you need to. You can do things to calm yourself while you're doing it. But this is an exercise in self-exploration and discovery and in helping and healing yourself. So if you can, if you're in a space, if you're driving, if you're walking, if you're maybe you're working and multitasking, I absolutely love it. Go for it. Go and be courageous in this moment. So what are you overthinking? What are you, what was the last thing that you found yourself yourself overthinking about? And what are you currently overthinking? (laughs) I was about to say, I really want you to think about that. No, I want you to think and get clear on what have you been overthinking? What are the common themes for you? Are you like me? Do you find yourself having conversations made up in your head late at night or in the shower? Do you find yourself standing up for yourself or having a big rage at someone? I know they often do that. Are you finding yourself overthinking the future and your plans? Maybe it's money, family, kids, boundaries that you want to set, things that you want to achieve. Maybe it's negative things. Maybe it's things that you might fear might happen. What are you overthinking right now? And how often does it happen? How often would you say that you find yourself going down that road, that spiral of overthinking? How often? And now think about how much energy does it take to actually overthink? How much? of your energy gets consumed in overthinking. What is the cost to you of overthinking all the time? Is there a cost? Is it stopping you from anything? Are you tired of it? Or are there any parts of you that are so tired and so done with overthinking this one thing It could be things in the future that you just simply don't know. Could be to do with your partnerships, your friendships, where you're going to live, how much money you're going to have, your job, your career. What are these things? How much energy does it use? And are you tired? I just really want you to think about those things and and. Answer these questions as I'm asking them either out loud or in your head or if you're with a friend right now on a long car drive, that's an amazing time to chat. But explore these questions and hit pause anytime you need to. Oh, I hope you can hear that. I just had such amazing thunder happening. Next question, just to keep it going on the theme of self-discovery. And this is a really, really, really important part of changing a relationship with overthinking. In in fact, any behaviours that we find ourselves getting caught up in. What does overthinking give you? What is the benefit of overthinking? Why would you engage in this behaviour? Make it make sense. Your brain is so fucking smart. We do not do things that don't give us some sort of benefit. We do not do things repeatedly that doesn't give us some sort of benefit. And remember, the, the benefits of these things can often be things like comfort by repeating a pattern. They can be safety by staying inside your comfort zone and never changing. These There's often a benefit to the things that we do that you might not see right now but that makes sense on a basic human level when we're trying to get our core human needs met of belonging, of acceptance. So what does overthinking give you? What is the benefit? Why might you keep doing this? Some of the benefits that I've listed down for me are overthinking can often give me an illusion of control and of safety around things that feel uncontrollable. For example, the future. I often overthink where I'm going to be, what I'm going to be doing, where I'm going to be living, if I'm going to be, in quotation marks, successful or not. And even though overthinking all that stuff often is really fear-based and feels quite scary, there is a reason that I do that. It's because it it's all of this uncontrollable stuff and overthinking it and thinking about it all the time gives me a little bit of a sense of control. Well, if I'm thinking about it, I'm doing something about it. If I'm thinking about it, I'm aware of it. These are all little hits of safety that my brain is trying to give me around an area that's a bit unsafe, like the future, that I can't predict. Often the other time and the other benefit that I see from me overthinking is it helps me process when I'm overthinking the past. And then when I'm overthinking the future... I do really feel that it can keep my root fears at the forefront of my mind. It can really prepare me and keep me constantly on the lookout for my core wound, abandonment and rejection. I am often overthinking things and friendships and new relationships where I'm really, really, really trying to mold myself into a person that they're going to love I'm thinking about what might they like. What can I do for them? How can I speak to them in a way that they're going to love? And all of that is done in an effort to stop me from being rejected or to stop me from being abandoned. The people pleaser in me loves to overthink things. It loves to prepare what I'm going to say, how I'm going to approach things, how I'm going to make people feel. It loves to think about this is something that I have told a few people that I I often find myself going on a little funny mind tangent overthinking and it's winning the lottery. And I end up winning the lottery, but I start overthinking what are my best friends and my family's favorite cars? And what are their favorite colors? And how can I buy them and surprise them with a car that they're going to love and be so happy about? That's a random thing that I'll overthink all the time. And again, it's in an effort to be loved. It's in an effort to to feel valued and connected in the people that I'm in relationship in or with in my life. And I think that's really interesting, you know? So what is the purpose? What's the benefit? Why might you be engaging in overthinking? Make this behavior make sense to you. My next question to you is, if you found yourself overthinking less What would you be doing instead? What would you be doing differently? What would become available to you? Think about all of the energy that we use overthinking, all of the brain energy that we put into overthinking, all of the things that sometimes don't even matter, all of the things where I'm rehashing all the people I know, their favorite colors and their favorite cars. If I was using that energy, if I had that available, what would I be doing differently What would I be doing more of or less of? How would my life look different? What would change for you if you were overthinking less? Would you experience less anxiety? Would you have more confidence in yourself? Would you be more present and connected? And for me, that's where that last one hits. I think if I was overthinking less, I would be more present and more connected with people. I'd have more energy for people, for myself. I'd probably have more energy to do a meditation or a healing exercise. I might have more energy to share on social media or to jump on. Do you know what? This is a great example. I was overthinking what podcast episode am I going to be doing this entire week. And suddenly... I found myself getting super present and grounded in the moment because I'm studying this somatic EMDR at the moment and we did a practice where we got super present and grounded. And as a result of that, I instantaneously was like, oh my God, overthinking. And I wrote all of what I wanted to write. So if you found yourself overthinking less, what becomes available to you? Now let's move into... An even deeper exercise, if you will, if you want to play. I want you now to tune into overthinking. I want you to think about the thing that you are overthinking right now. I want you to let yourself overthink it. Is there something that you're worried about in the future? Is there a conversation that you wish you had in the past? See if you can take your brain to that space right now. And just notice what it feels like. Notice what it feels like to go down the tangent of where am I going to be? What am I going to be doing? Am I going to be okay? Am I going to make it through? Are people going to laugh at me? Am I going to be successful? Whatever it is that you're overthinking. What comes up in your body for you when you're overthinking? What does it feel like? Start to tune in and bring more awareness to the sensations in your body. Notice your breath. How does your breath feel when you're overthinking? Is it shallow or is it deep? Is there anything caught in your throat? Is your mouth drying out? Is there a heaviness in your heart and your chest and your gut? Is there any tension or tightness? What does your body actually feel like and respond with when you're overthinking? I want you to start to list and kind of become aware of your body's sensations. Instead of getting caught up in the mind's stories, this is a technique that you can use to get more grounded and more present, which is often what overthinking stops us from doing or being able to engage in, which is presence, which is connection. How intense does it feel? Do these sensations feel or the overthinking? How intense does it feel on a scale of 1 to 10? 1 being can't feel anything at all, feels super neutral. 10 being, oh my god, it's so intense, it's so heavy, it's so painful, it's so anxiety-giving, so frantic. Just on that scale of 1 to 10, just, just repeat that number out loud. Now, the next part of the exercise is something that's called unblending. And when we overthink and when we get really anxious, we can tend to become it. We can tend to take it all into ourselves. It can feel all-consuming. And I think that's the scary and worrying part of overthinking, is that feels uncomfortable to be in that frantic, doom-giving spiral So this is a technique that you can use to engage in unblending. So when you're in that moment of overthinking something in your life, you can do the somatic work that I just talked you through. You can do the scaling. And this all helps you to become more present and more connected, which will help you to stop overthinking and get more grounded and more present, which is what we all want. It'll help you to turn into your heart and what's really important. And now the next thing that you can do is unblending. So if you feel like you're in that spiral where overthinking or anxiety is taking over, this is something that can really help. And now what I'm going to take you through here is what I like to call a somatic parts practice. So we're going to be engaging in some visualization, some somatic work, and working directly with this part of you that has a tendency to engage in overthinking. And so for this, I am going to be putting on a little bit of music in the background to give you an idea of what practices with me normally feel and sound like. And so this will be great for you if you can find somewhere where you are able to close your eyes, where you are able to be a bit more present, or even if you're out walking or in the car, keep your eyes open and just listen and absorb some of the information in it. And if you struggle with visualization, I give multiple cues and points here in this practice to support you through that but I just want you to remain curious and present. And remember that you can also use the other exercises that we've gone over. This is just one practice. So if you can close your eyes, but if you can't, that's okay. I want you to realize that when you overthink, it's a part of you that's overthinking. It's not your entire self that's engaged in overthinking. It's one part of you that's worried or fearful about something or trying to achieve something. So what I want you to do is I want you to imagine that you're standing in front of a door and you're looking through a small window in that door. You're looking into a room. And in that room, there's a chair and a table. And sitting in that chair is the part of you that's overthinking. Maybe it's a younger version of you or an older version of you or a character from a book a cartoon, whatever it is, just let that happen. If you could look through this window outside of this door and look into a room and see the part of you that's overthinking, what would they look like? Try and see if you can see them. And often they might appear as a younger version of you. You might see them being really worried or anxious and fidgeting. But just see if you can start to see the part of you that's overthinking as separate to yourself. And when you're doing this, just again, imagining you're looking through this little window in front of a door. So you're outside the door looking through this window into this room and inside that room is the part of you that's overthinking so just see if you can keep noticing if you can keep watching this part of you that's the overthinking part of you just keep watching them keep noticing keep separating them from yourself giving a little bit of distance a little bit of space and start to notice what that spaciousness feels like start to notice what's happening in your own body now. And if you think back to some of the sensations that you were feeling before, if you think back to that scale of one to 10, what feels different? What's changed now that you've been able to get a bit of space between you and the part of you that's overthinking? See if anything's changed. See if the intensity has changed. And now again, I invite you, if you're struggling with some of these exercises, that's completely normal and actually really helpful for you to just be here. If you're struggling with it, see if you can tune into your body or if you need to pause and take a break, that's absolutely fine. But just see if you can be here with your body. See if you can start to notice any other sensations that are present. You might need to resource, or like to resource, a deep breath, a hand on your heart, a hand on your belly, a little bit of movement, whatever you need to do to just stay here a little bit longer. So for the rest of this exercise, what I'd like you to do if you can, is to go back to that visual. So you're standing outside of a door and you're looking through the doorway's window into this room with the part of you that is overthinking there inside. Get that visual back. And now if you could go down now and open that door, if you could open the door Go inside the room and sit down with the part of you that overthinks. If you could have a real honest conversation with that part of you. What would they tell you about all of that overthinking? What worries and fears about the past or the future might they want to share with you? What emotions are they feeling? So I'm just going to leave you here for a minute to just see what the overthinking part of you wants to tell you. And don't try and force something to come. Just let it come. Give it time. Give it space. And if nothing is here, that's absolutely fine. Just stay here in that moment with this overthinking part of you just for a moment longer. And as the part of you that overthinks starts to share things with you, starts to share all their worries and their fears and why they might be doing this, can you just start to see yourself listening and nodding along and really affirming to this part of you that it makes sense that they feel this way? It makes sense that you're worried about the future? It makes sense that you've got some regrets from the past. That it all makes sense. That you get it. That you're here. That they're not alone anymore in this. That they don't have to overthink alone. And as you begin to reassure and affirm to them and talk to them and be there for them, for this part of you... Once again, come back to notice what's happening in your own body now. What does it really feel like to affirm and validate and give this part of you understanding and compassion? What do you notice in yourself that's starting to change with that overthinking energy you were feeling before? Has it started to move or to shift or to turn into something different? And when you're visualizing that part of you that's overthinking, have they started to change? Maybe they're starting to cry because it feels so good to be listened to and understood. Maybe they're starting to relax a bit. Or maybe they're a bit hesitant and a bit worried and it's gonna take some time for them to build trust with you. For whatever's coming up, can you let that be okay? Can you let it be all right for just a second and just stay for a second with it and let yourself feel the way that you feel? Now I'd love you to ask the part of you that overthinks, or to ask your overthinking, what might they need? What do you need from me overthinking? How can I support you? How can I help you feel less afraid or less alone? And again, just wait for the answer, don't rush it, don't force it. Just let them speak when they can or if they're ready. And if you're able to, can you give it to them? Can you give them what they need, what they're asking for? Can you give them a hug or warmth or reassurance? Can you let them know that they're okay now, that they're safe, that you're here with them? That they're not alone? That you're here and you're in this together? It might be really beautiful now to visualize yourself giving the overthinking part of you a really big hug. And maybe you get up and you leave that room together. But just do whatever you need to in this short practice and this visual to reassure yourself and your fears. It's okay to worry. It's okay to be afraid but that it is going to be okay and you're here for them. Huge well done if you've made it to the end of this exercise. And this is literally exactly what I walk myself through and what I walk my clients through. So this is parts work. This is what I specialize in, what I do. This is how I help people heal. And change relationships with different parts of themselves to rebuild belief systems, to build trust in themselves. And sometimes it's a little bit tricky to do it in a podcast style setting because I don't have your feedback about what you're seeing or feeling or experiencing. I'm unable to personalize it. And that's what's a bit different when you go into doing one-on-one sessions is we're able to really personalize the experience and meet you where you're at and dive into all the things that come up. But I really wanted to give you some of these tools and this self-work to start actually connecting and building a relationship with the part of you that engages in the behavior of overthinking. Because chances are they're this young, vulnerable, scared part of you that is just worried about so much of the stuff that we have to deal with in life. That's worried about ticking off all the boxes. That's worried about money, finances, career, getting promoted, losing weight, being healthy, getting enough sleep, meal prepping, meal planning, exercising enough, maintaining social and friendships and relationships, getting out there and dating again, having kids getting the ring, buying the house. All of these things that we have to worry about in life, God, they're huge. They're huge and they're tiring. And I think that it makes sense that we all have a little bit of fear and anxiety in this life because the world that we live in is so huge and so uncontrollable and fear and anxiety are a symptom of things that we can't control. They're a symptom of our brain feeling frazzled, feeling worried, feeling unable to predict the outcome. And a lot of the world that we live in right now, we are unable to predict what's going to happen as much as we might try. And sometimes overthinking can give you that illusion of control. It can give you that slight semblance that you can plan out all the things that might happen or that you can go in and change the past. But what I hope that you've learned and discovered here in this is that you don't have to avoid the overthinking all the time. There's usually a lot of wisdom or a message or a fear or something inside of it that your mind, your body, your soul, this part of you is trying to communicate with you. It wants to be seen. It wants to be heard. It wants to be loved, just like all of us do. And when you're on a healing journey, like most of you probably are if you're listening to this, that's what you've got to do you got to start turning towards the parts of you that feel discomfort. So I really hope that you enjoyed and got value out of this experience and that maybe you have a few tools. And I I taught you a lot and I shared with you a lot inside of this episode. So even if you just reflect now with me and think, okay, what was one thing that I liked? What was one thing that was cool? Was it the mindset work and changing my perspective on why I'm overthinking, and seeing the reason and the benefit. Was it exploring the somatic work, which is that work in the body? What does it feel like when I'm overthinking something? Did it help to bring attention and awareness to some of those sensations? Was it the unblending? Was it visualizing the part of me in a room that overthinks? Did that give me a bit of breathing space so that I could come back to being able to think logically and rationally instead of thinking with my anxious brain? Or was it talking to this part of me? Was it listening to it? Was it giving it reassurance? Just choose one of those things and commit to doing that more. Commit to doing that again tomorrow. And that would be an amazing place to start. So my overthinking friends, what a cool episode. It's such a pleasure to be here with you, coaching you the best that I can through this podcast. And as always, if you've loved doing this and you're like, damn, yes, Kathleen, I want some personalized practices, I want to dive into this. I want to understand myself more. I want to learn to connect to my heart and my authenticity and come back to who I really am instead of walking around in this life as this constantly anxious, frazzled, worrying about things I can't control person. If you want to come back to who you are and work through some of these fears and anxieties, I so invite you to book in a connection call with me. I'll put the link in the show notes to talk about joining a coaching program or having a single session. I also want to remind you of the amazing workshop that I'm going to be running. And what I'm excited about this workshop is that we get to connect via Zoom, which is even more exciting than connecting with you here on the podcast. We get to have a little bit of interaction, which I love. So I hope to see you there. All the links will be in the show notes. I want to remind you, you're amazing, that you're doing enough, that you're being enough. That having fear and anxiety in this life is something that we all experience and you're not alone in it. The damn scary world that we live in and you are doing amazing navigating it and being on this healing journey and understanding yourself and learning to love yourself is fucking courageous all right i love you so much my friends i will see you in the next episode have a great great week and that brings us to the end of another episode thank you so much for listening if you got value and if you love the podcast i'd really really love if you could rate review and comment on the podcast below and now for the fun part I want to hear your biggest what-to-do-when questions. Submit your question via the link in the show notes, and we could be answering your question on the next episode of this podcast. I want this podcast and the coaching and the support that goes along with it to be in the back pocket of anyone and everyone who's on their own journey of self-discovery, of growth, and of healing. It can be a lonely journey, and I know that support and friendship goes a long way. It would mean the world to me if you shared this episode to your social media pages or send it to your group chat or a friend or family member in mind. And as always, I'm here to support you in so many ways, this podcast being just one of them. If you're looking for additional support in creating the life that you've always envisioned, working through your issues that you've likely been avoiding for years, this is exactly what I do. My one-to-one coaching program focuses on building belief in yourself application and information about my online workshops and one-to-one coaching are all in the show notes and I'll be here when you're ready to dive into the work. Thank you so much for listening and supporting the show. I want you to remember that you're doing enough, you're being enough and that you deserve good things in this life. I'll see you next Monday morning for the next episode of the What To Do When podcast.